Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes today as usual. We have absolutely no news for you about our evening with medium events um, for the 2021 year. We're just going to sit tight and hold off uh, booking anything with the Hampton until we know for certain what's possible uh, health-wise. So we will keep you updated as soon as we know something, but thank you again for your enthusiasm for our events. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. That is a short 10 to 15 minute podcast. There is a series of five that run Monday to Friday, the first week of every single month. We cover a toolkit in that series on emotional, spiritual, and intuitive intelligence. The very first show is always available at the website by sarlo.com and on YouTube. It is free. The remaining four are found at patreon.com backslash by Sarlo. Wonderful. And fun fact, if you are subscribing to our YouTube channel, you can actually sign up for notifications so that as soon as the video is uploaded, Mm. you'll get a little ding to your phone or or a little vibrate if you prefer it that way um, to let you know that there's new content for you to watch. So you can look out for that. Um, To elaborate as well on Patreon, that is an entire membership portal that has much more than just sips of sanity. There's a habit tracker that goes with those shows. There's reflective questions. Um, We have a book club coming in January, which is very exciting. We also have guided meditations for journeying, discussions on things like that. And then people in our top tier have an opportunity to have their names thrown into a monthly draw for a free half hour session with Karen or myself. So if you are interested, I think one of the best things about Patreon is that it is uh, non-committal. So if you want to sign up for a month and bail, no problem. If you want to just kind of feel it out, jump around the tiers even and see the different kinds of benefits, you can. If you want to save in a bundle and pay once for the entire year, you can do that too. Um, It's very user-friendly and it's a really lovely way to build on these these toolkits, Mm -hmm. these skills that we need for all areas of our life. And Karen and I are there to make that as interactive as possible um, and ensure that you have a lot of fun. We both have separate private practices. You can book a session with us by Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, WhatsApp, Theralink, and telephone. Go to the website, bysarlo.com, and you can fill out a Webflow form to request either an appointment with Kelly or myself. Most common asked question in that regard is, will it be as accurate as if I were in Canada, Ontario, North Bay? uh, Oh my goodness. Your childhood home is about to come out of your mouth. Laurentian Avenue. And the answer is, yes, it is just as accurate. Kelly and I have been doing these sessions for people all over the world for many years. And the accuracy stands. It speaks for itself. Oh, lovely. Um, And last but not least, before we jump into the show, we have gift certificates available. So if you're in that little Christmas time crunch and you're looking for a gift for someone or yourself, um, you can purchase a gift certificate through Karen or myself for any denomination that you like. Mm -hmm. If you're local and you'd like a tangible um, copy of that card, we can put that in the mailbox for you. If you're far away, Mm -hmm. we can make you a printable e-certificate that you can have you know, for people to unwrap on Christmas morning Mm -hmm. or a just because gift. It doesn't have to be Christmas. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. So Karen, Mm -hmm. as usual, you have our show prepared for us today. I do. And it better be a happy one. (laughs) Okay. I, I'm going to guarantee it gets there. Okay. Um, but it doesn't start that way. (laughs) And I, I think 
Anyway, I'm just going to get into the story. It's fair. You know what? I'm just, I'm teasing because uh, typically in the month of December, we do really heartwarming stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as someone mentioned to us, they reached out the other day and asked if we were going to do our special Christmas edition show. Oh, yeah. um, Which we definitely will be doing. Yes. That's one of our favorite ones to do in the year. Yeah. So we will be doing Coffee with the Sarlos for every Saturday morning um, for the month of December and a bonus show for Christmas Day, the 25th. Yes. Okay. Um, this particular story, um, is done by, I think it's WhatsApp. So we can see each other and we're over technology. So we're over the computer and I'm explaining that because not everybody knows what all of these programs are. And I'm learning there are so many of them. So do you want to name her? Her? Mm -hmm. I prepared for a dude. Oh, um, yeah, sure. Sorry. Uh, well, why are you sorry? I'm the bad psychic over here. Um, I'll go with Ellen. <laughs> okay. So Ellen is in her late 20s. Okay. She begins her session, which I find a lot of people are doing now, and I'm finding that people who are watching the podcast or, list, or pardon me, on YouTube or listening to the shows on their devices are hearing about open sessions. Mm -hmm. So these are certainly becoming more common. And she said, could I just start with open and I'll jump in when I need to. I love this. And the spirit guides were ready. Holy crap. And they said, she is looking for information. It's it's particularly about her, her relationship. She's married. She has been married for six years. And I'm, at first, Kelly was surprised. She looked so young. But anyway, she, I confirmed that with her, and she said that was correct, um, that she had been married for six years and that she was currently still married to him. And that was the purpose for the call. So it wasn't really that it was that she wanted an open session. It's like what most people do. They think if they say open, the guides will give them what they need. But underneath it, she had her own agenda. And they just launched right in. So I said to the guys, what do you want to say to her if she's going open? And they, they her guides started talking about her behavior. And I said, well, we'll describe it, show it to me, whatever, so that I can confirm this with her. Um, is And maybe this is just an affirmation so that she understands that I've got her spirit guides and I'm reading her records. And they went, okay, well, we'll start with that. So they showed and told me how she can be with her partner, a people pleaser at first. So if he comes home from work or, because right now she's at home full time, um, where she'll want to keep him in a good mood or she'll want to get him in a good mood if he's not from work. Because then she feels that the evening will be more pleasant or the weekend will be if she can control his mood. Holy crap. We're in trouble already. Oh, yeah. Uh, So she does people-pleasing to start. So if he comes in the door and he's angry about things, she backs it up and tries to make sure if he was angry about that the day before or the whole week before and that he didn't like it, that the, you know, she was watching TV, then she makes sure she's not on the TV she tries to make sh- like that she's busy doing something like standing in the kitchen. I don't know. Like she just busies herself in things. Then she swings it from that to withholding. Mm-hmm. 
So then if he comes in the door and she's just fed up with the people-pleasing part because maybe it didn't work the the day before, even if she tried it all damn night, and he just stayed in his foul mood, then she's just fatigued with that, doesn't give a shit now. So her mood has swung to, I'm just going to withhold, I'm not going to talk to him, I'm just going to shut down and not talk. So she just goes cold, and then he's not in a good mood the second night or the second phase of this. Let's call it the second phase. (laughs) Then third phase comes in and she bullies him. She will come in the door or he will come home or I don't know, just at different points in the day. I don't want to just say come home because it's just patterning. She bullies him. She will text him during the day. She will, while he's at work, she just, she will become more aggressive not assertive, aggressive. And then her next option after that is I'm done with that patterning of those three things that didn't work. I'm going to sit down and talk to him and try and get through logic. I'm going to speak through and you can hear her in like when the guides are saying, you know, she sits down, she's reading a book, she'll sit down and she'll go, okay, that, that, you know, what just occurred wasn't very good. Maybe there's a better question. I'll reword it a different way. And you see her working, but working really healthily. Well, okay. Just to be clear though, no one sees her. You do. Right. You're channeling this because you're picking up on the different five senses. Yes. So she, these are her cycles and the guides are, they said to me, write them down because if you just say one, she's, and you say you're a people pleaser, she's going to go, And then she's going to think of when she stands up for herself and say, no, I stand up for myself because that's the fourth cycle. And then if I say you stand up for yourself, she'll go, hmm, because she'll think of when she bullies or when she withholds. So you'll never get it right. So you better write them all on the page and then start with the first one. And if she cuts you off, show her the sheet of all four. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's cool. And they they said, draw it so that it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's cool. So I wrote it all out on her page. So she gave me a few minutes and I wrote out all the different cycles. Then I drew it in um, a circle. And I wrote each of them, north, south, east, west. And what she does in each of those categories. And I prepared, I just put them down on my table. She couldn't see because it was over WhatsApp. I just told her, I'm going to write this down. I'm what the guides are telling me and what they're showing me, what I can hear and see and feel and use all of the senses. And she was like, Ooh, you could see she was excited. Like, Oh, I'm with a psychic that has all these senses. This is going to be fun. (laughs) Girl. love your response. That reminded me of Randy Rainbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I told her the first one about the people placing. And she said, to my surprise, yeah, I do do that. But, and she came clean. Mm. And she said, but I can also do this. I can also, and she jumped right to withholding. I can people place, but I'm also a withholder, Karen. Like I, you know, I can shut down and be pretty mean. 
And I said, okay. I said, the guides have asked me to show you the chart or the diagram and the all of the different stages. And she went, stages? Like this. And I said, yes. I said, you actually have stages and you have points where you go from one to the next. And she went, well, that I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. She said, I didn't realize that it was patterning and that this was consistent. She says, I would have told you I had done bullying once, not repetitively. And I thought, okay, then this is going to help. So I showed her both. And I said, would you like me to text this to you so you can look at it as we go through your session? And I happened to have my phone on the desk and she said, yes. So I sent it to her right away. And I said, take a look at this so that we can actually sit, discuss this together. And she goes, is this going to be my session? If you want it to be. You got her. And I said, exactly what you said. And I waited for her to receive the list. She looked down at it and I had written, which I had forgotten. I had written underneath that, all of that, that he is aware of her four patterns, that he likes them that he's prepared for them, that he even talks about them at work. Well, I'm going to go home and Ellen is going to be this tonight. And someone might say to him at work, well, how do you know what she's going to be tonight? Oh, because for the last week she gave me the cold shoulder, so we should be entering bully phase next. And so I wrote down underneath that he knows her stages, that he likes them, that he's prepared for her in every one of the stages with his brick walls to whatever she's going to do. What a jerk. Oh, yeah. And that he likes the status quo for the rest of his life. He is good. He thinks this is marriage. Imagine if his, like, vows actually said that. Did I skip ahead? No, you did that gorgeously, though. You, You just did a fantastic analogy. Well, and you know what? I'm actually drawing inspiration from you because in a previous show, you talked about what would your um, death certificate say as your secondary cause of death, right? right? So if you died from a heart attack, fine, that's your first cause. But was the secondary cause like boredom or verbally abusive relationship or whatever that might be? And I, and I just think like, what if he had to stand up in front of loved ones and say to this person, I vow to fight with you at every stage. I vow to prepare to abuse you when I see you abusing me. Like who puts a ring on that? I I vow to brick wall you. I vow to never go to therapy. And I vow to humiliate you by talking to the public about our cycles Mm -hmm. instead of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he's... You've you've made a great point that he's vowing to talk about it to everybody else, but a therapist or her or her to even directly. say like, "Hun, look, I come in the door. You do this one day. You do this on the second. This on the third. This on the fourth. This has got to stop." Mm-hmm. Or even, "Hun, you do this on the first, second, third, and fourth, and I love it." Like mm-hmm. he's not even being honest to talk about it with her. Mm-hmm. And she got to see that it was written on the page underneath it. So I went to look down at the page and I saw what was written underneath that cycle and I read it and I thought, oh my Uh God. And I didn't have a chance to say anything. And I thought, well, you know what? That's okay. 
she's going to get her page at the end of the hour anyway, and it was going to come out next anyway. Yeah. So if she's just sitting there and she's reading it and she can absorb it for a minute, maybe this is where she actually will learn it on the page, have to raise her head and look a stranger direct in the eye that someone else knows the truth. And that maybe she's just not so lonely in knowing. Underneath that was written that he will fight to remain static in the relationship. Oh, that's mm -hmm. a doozy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had written underneath that one that he will fight to resist change that he will resist any growth that she offers, that he wishes to remain in control, that he does not love her, that this is a marriage of control. So we just, I, I waited because I thought, okay, she's got about five sentences to read that are like, I would imagine, answers to her questions that she had been thinking and that's why she made the phone call to book this appointment. And the guides literally answered all of her questions in a row, one after the other. I was curious, so I was curious about that. Is that exactly what happened, that they answered her questions she was thinking? And before I can ask her, um, just to validate if that's correct, she looks up at me and she says, I'm exhausted and I'm only in my late 20s. I don't know how I'm supposed to do this for decades. I don't know. Well, pardon me. It's not that I don't know. You're not. You're not. And the belief system that tells you you are is unhealthy. That's right. I beautifully said. So I then paused and I said to her, did the guides answer questions that you had been asking in your head about your relationship? And she laughs, pulls out a piece of paper and holds it high enough for me to be able to see it, turns it around and shows me and says, here are all my questions. And I said, oh, I said, I thought it was an open session <laughs> that you didn't. And she goes, oh, well, I thought that's what open was. And I said, you thought an open session was having a list of questions? And she went, so you can see that there's a part of this person, of, of Alan, where she's comfortable with being dishonest. She's comfortable with hiding things and construing things slightly and medium and to a good degree. So I brought all of that up and I said, uh, the point I'm trying to make is that the behavior between you and your husband is so unhealthy and so dysfunctional that it's now your norm. And so now you are doing that with other people. And I said, so this is an example right here that the guides are trying to show you where apparently they answered all your questions, asked me to bring it to your attention and question you so that you could see what your behavior is like. And this is as a result of the abusive cycles that both of you are participating in. Mm -hmm. And you believe that because you're, you think you're responding to his abuse, you don't think you're being abusive. 
because you think you're the victim. Oh, that's important. Lots of people don't think they're abusive people because they feel they're the victims in the relationship. Okay, let's put it this way. (laughs) If my partner punches me in the face and I punch back for self-defense and I get the fuck out of the relationship, I'm not an abusive person. There's self-defense. If my partner punches me in the face and I punch him back and I don't leave, I am an abuser. And the police will agree and the court systems will agree because you're staying in that, you're consenting to it, you're participating in it. It isn't, a, as you illustrated, a one-off out of self-defense. Mm-hmm. So she and I have this conversation of that abuse is going back and forth now. It doesn't make it right for her. It doesn't make it right for him. It doesn't mean that it's any, anyone is less responsible there is responsibility on both sides for this. So she just kind of sat there and looked at me and went, what? And you can see that there's confusion. And I said to the guides, why is there so much confusion about this? And they said, ah, TV, ah, movies, like this, like just, you know, music industry, it, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just out there in society that ha- they've normalized it so much mm-hmm. for some places. And then certainly there are other aspects of society that don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say all TV, all movies, all artists. I don't want to generalize, but there is enough of it that she's normalized it. Mm-hmm. So the spirit guides present all of that to her and she says next... <sighs> am I going to go back to work? Am I going to get a job? And my, at first, when people did that, I thought my head was spinning. It was like, what? I thought we were talking about the relationship, but now I understand what's going on in their minds. She's going to another part that this might be an opportunity that if I were to go back to work, I could get out. Mm -hmm. So her head in her thinking is, okay, now that I'm talking to somebody that knows more truths about my own relationship and my own character than I do in this moment, I wonder if she can see me outside of this. And I thought that was beautiful. Does someone else see me outside of this? Because I can't see me yet. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't have the ability yet to picture herself alone and healthy in a job and healthy, with friends who are healthy, family members that are healthy. She doesn't have that ability yet to imagine it. And I thought, wow, now I totally understand why people flip in the sessions on a dime and the spirit guides come in and go, yes, we love the question. Where I used to shit my pants and go, huh? How come we're flipping so quick? The guides are like, yes, we got her. We got her right down the pathway we want her. Mm -hmm. Tell her yes, but that she needs to increase. And then they started giving a list and I started writing out a list of all the things that she actually needs to do for herself. Great. Yes. And I wrote it all out. I did not send it to her again. She just asked me to read it to her and could we go over it together? And I checked in. I said, you know... I do, we, Kelly and I do check-ins all during the sessions. 
Is this something that you want to spend more time on? Do you want to think about it for a moment as I write it down? So she took a couple of minutes while I wrote it down and she had time to think, do I want to continue down this road or do I want to ask medium? Do I want to do medical intuitive? And you and I both know that people can flip flop very quickly Mm -hmm. and turn the switch to, geez, I might like to create an imagination where I see myself healthy. And what would that look like? Or do I want to avoid that thought now, run back into my corner of abuse, including self-abuse, and just ask if, uh, um, you know, do, you know, you're a medium, is my grandpa here? And you know, Kelly, sometimes that is a diversion tactic. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know at this point what it is. So I just said to the guides, what, what are you guys offering? And they came back and said, well, she's, she's looking for two people on the other side. She has a grandmother and a paternal and her dad. And I thought, oh, okay. And am I doing that? And they went, yes. And we're going to bring the, them in together to talk to her. They both died of heart, heart attacks, both of them. And I'm like, okay, I can affirm that. So Ellen did. She said, that was correct about both of them having heart attacks and that both had passed and that those were the two people that she wanted. So I said, well, I'm just going to go to your grandmother and see what she wants to say to you. Are you open to anything or is it something specific that you need? And she says, no, you can just tell me anything my grandmother wants to say. So her grandmother says to me, well, we're going to stay on topic. I'm here specifically because my granddaughter is not working. She's not looking for work because she is so preoccupied with what's going on with her partner and is so exhausted by it that she's literally in a depression mm. and doesn't understand the depression. She's so focused that this marriage has to work, that it can't be a failure, that she spends all of her energy thinking about it. So instead of doing a resume, instead of going online, Um, she's researching behavior, she's trying to figure out other things, but she's not actually educating herself. She needs to be education focused instead of, oh, there's a TV show and it looks like my marriage. I'll watch that. So she said, could you please tell her that she needs to spend her time learning Mm -hmm. and that when she starts to get even one or two tools, she'll start retrieving her energy and that energy then can go towards what do I want to do with my life? When you implement the tool. Yes. And I just want to make this clarification because I've been dealing with a lot of people lately who will say to me in a session, oh "Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, I get that. And it's like, okay, that's great that you can wrap your head around the concept, but have you implemented this? Well, no, no, I haven't started doing anything. Well, then that's why you're not feeling better. That's why you don't have the energy yet. Without an action, your anxiety can't go anywhere. Your depression can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So her grandmother um, gives her a plan of action for her to follow. And then she says to her that she is so um, fixated on controlling her husband because he is not trustworthy. Isn't that gorgeous? That's a nightmare. That's like, what, what did my Mary used to say? Nailing jello to a tree? Mm-hmm. 
And that's what's happening. So she spends her days and her time trying to calculate what or guess or guesstimate what he's going to bring home. And then she responds. And now you're hearing that he's at work saying, I know how she's, what she's doing. I'm watching her behavior. I'm going to come home and give her a run for her money. You sunk my battleship. Yeah. So like this is, but he's got the job. Mm -hmm. He's got the independence. He's got the control. You got it. And he knows that she doesn't. He knows that he's exhausting her to the point that she cannot work. To the point that she is not in self-care. He's in self-care. He can go out with his friends and socialize. He can go get his groceries. He can go and do things. She is struggling more and more with, I'm too tired to go out today. Can you pick up groceries on your way home? Now that becomes a fight because he's like, well, she's lazy. Mm -hmm. Why is she lazy? Because she's spending all of her energy for the fight. But he knows that. So he knows that all of this is all, um, uh, everybody knows my favorite word, a clusterfuck. Mm -hmm. So he's quite content with that, even though he might come out and attack her about that. Well, yeah, because then there's there's a, a leg up for him to be able to use shame against her. Yes. You're too tired to get groceries and you do nothing all day. I will shame you for feeling this way. Yes. Thank you so much for doing that yeah. because that's where her dad walked in. And her dad goes, I have to talk about the shame factor. This is how I behaved. This mm -hmm. is, I am her husband. This is how I raised her. I used the shame. This is why she's stuck. And why she thinks she has to stay. Did her mom leave before her dad died? You know what, Kelly? I don't know. I don't know. He came through at that point with his mother, who both apologized to her for the patterning. Mm -hmm. Grandma took full responsibility for raising her dad to behave that way. Then dad took responsibility and said, sweetheart, this is a shame game. Mm -hmm. You have to put an end to the shame game because he will run it till the day you're dead. You're the one that has to say, I don't care anymore what you think. The shame game is over. Mm -hmm. What I think matters and what I do matters. So this is the, this is where I think that this is a heartwarming December story mm -hmm. because we actually get to a whole second half in her session where she says, okay, so you need to explain to me this shame shit. You need to talk to me. We need to go through tools. So and I, I, I'm not going to go through that in this, this talk today, this coffee with the Sarlos, because everybody knows I would just probably say things like go to sips of sanity mm -hmm. because that's where she's referred to. And I know everybody with their bingo sheets has got their dabbers up going, okay, say it. She got referred to a Beverly Angel, a Patricia Evans, a Dr. Margaret Rutherford, uh, for perfectly hidden depression, where she's trying to present that she's happily married, that she's in her late 20s, and they've got their house, and um, where they've got all of these different things where she thinks, okay, I'm set now. I just have to do life. Mm -hmm. I should be happy now. Yeah, mm -hmm. I should be. I've got, we've got the car, we've got this. It's all about the things that you're supposed to tick off on the list where she thinks at this age, 
I'm supposed to have these things. Mm -hmm. But nowhere on that list is the word or the phrase, a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. It's just marriage. It's not a healthy home. It's a house. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, we're not taught, we're not taught to set goals like that. Right? We are taught to think of what we want in terms of things and nothing in between. We're not even actually taught how to get there. And we're not, we're not taught about what those things even really look like in terms of maintenance. Right? So if a teacher says, oh, good for you, you aspire to be a police officer, no one says to you, and I mean age appropriate, this is going to be a post-traumatic stress career that you choose. You're going to need lots and lots of standby therapy and health teams to make sure that you can maintain your mental health while doing a great job at policing. Yeah. Right? Like that we, we don't, and I'm not saying it's a teacher's job. I'm not saying it's 100% yeah. on you guys. That's not where I'm going with this. I'm simply saying that we are taught to just look at others and think, I want that, but not further examine it. I think there's a good example of that in the police officer. And I think another good example is the teacher's job where a lot of people look at a teacher has control. A teacher tells people what to do. They get two months off in the summer. They get pension and benefits and holidays and they can't get fired. I think people look at that and go, then I'll be that because it's going to give me stability and money. And if I marry another teacher, well, then we can have that kind of house at that. They look at the things did I word all that right? I hope yeah. I did. As opposed to what else is that going to require of me? Well, and, and I'll say too, like, you know, for people who are just in, in um, high school thinking about what they potentially want, they may not even go to the stability factor. They might actually go to, I'm passionate about history and I'd love to make it interesting for students. Yeah. And I feel passionate about, you know, helping kids achieve things. But again, they're not taught, by the way, you'll be blamed for everything that the kids don't know when they're older. You will be their therapist. You will be their yes. nurse. You will yeah. be their, their parent, their parent, 100%. But also you're not allowed to parent too much because that crosses every boundary. You're not allowed to touch them, talk to them in certain ways or reprimand them. <laughs> but good luck parenting. Like no one actually says, here's what this actually entails. Yeah. And that's the point. Mm-hmm. And so we wonder... Why am I not happy even yes. though I have these things? What is my purpose? Why do I feel lost mm-hmm. even though I have these things or this career or this partner or this house, the things I've thought? So there's a whole other process and a series of questions that go along with it. Mm-hmm. And we got some of that done. Lovely. Yeah, we moved through the learning how to ask ourselves better questions session. Mm-hmm. I'll just call it that for lack of a better way of saying that, but um, where it be, she learns how important it is not to focus on him, his behavior, what he's doing, what the pattern will be, what his mood will be. Um, how do I react? How do I, if it's this, do I do this? She's so consumed with the responses to the relationship instead of what do I want to do today? What do I want to do tomorrow and next week and next month? What kind of career could I see myself doing? What kind of questions should I ask myself about those careers to see if they actually fit my character? What do I want to feel? Yes. How do I want to feel each day? Will that career allow me to feel those things? Or will I be feeling something so far off the chart from that, that I'll end up 
hating it because I can't feel what I want to feel. Mm-hmm. So we just had, we, we created a series of questions for her so that she could sit each day when he's going out the door and she gets out of the shower that she gets to sit down and go, this is my homework today. Wonderful. My homework is to answer these questions about what I feel and, and then what do I do? And if I choose something, does that align with what I feel again with what my goal is? Mm-hmm. That's why I said it. it's such a happy story because we start off really buried here at the beginning remember in her cycles Mm -hmm. and she really thinks what like what a (laughs) this is going to be a rough hour so she switches it to medium thinking it'll get better it's going to get better yeah and I really have to say grandma and dad and her spirit guides did a really good job Mm -hmm. well can I can I point out as well like you did a great job channeling because if someone is listening to this show right now and thinks wow Ellen's been through a lot and now she's hearing why she's actually upset and depressed. Yeah. You can get down to the bottom of why. And you've heard in the podcast that the guides and you channeled yeah. how, mm-hmm. which is your action. I want to actually spell it out for people that that is what channeling can do. Mm-hmm. And it is also what life coaching can do. Mm-hmm. And with a good therapist, a therapist can do that. Absolutely. Yes. So it, I like how you pointed out that all these different people can fulfill those roles for somebody. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting there and this is you, or you know someone and and you're, it's okay to share that kind of information with them, then now there's a variety of ways for people to hear, geez, I don't have to sit here in my apartment or in her house. Ellen doesn't have to sit in her house all by herself and think, how do I move through this? So her last question at the end of her time was, Am I allowed to call back? Oh. And I get asked that a lot. I feel sad when people ask that. Mm-hmm. Like, am I allowed to call again? And of course, the response is, that's your choice. Well, I've heard from other people I shouldn't be dependent on a psychic. And it's like, yeah. Okay, well, let's hang on a sec. <laughs> You're right. You shouldn't be dependent on a psychic. However, your question should not be, am I allowed to call back? Because a psychic who wants you to be dependent will answer, yes, of course, and you should. Like they'll play into that if you're not mm-hmm. so, with someone who's healthy. Mm-hmm. The question needs to shift to something like, you know, could I have more tools if I book more sessions? Yeah. You know, what's possible? What what can I benefit from these, these situations? Mm-hmm. Rather than am I allowed to? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, it's a self-assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my answers was, well, you make your self-assessment as to what you need. Mm-hmm. Then you make your list of people who can help you, and you make your appointments with those people. And it can be more than one on your team. I have way more than one person on my mm-hmm. team. I wouldn't expect one therapist or one friend to get it all right. That's just not how that happens. I have three massage therapists. Mm-hmm. They all do different things. They all meet different needs. And I sit down and I go, oh, my back feels this way. I need Amanda. Oh, no, I need Kat. Oh, no, I need, like, I know what all of them can do. Mm-hmm. And I know what all of them can offer. It might be a Danica day or whatever. You have to know yourself. And that's what Ellen is beginning to learn. Lovely. Mm-hmm. So I did. I thought this was actually a heartwarming December story. Because this is actually about learning how to know yourself 
and how to love yourself and to be a healthy individual if she chooses to stay in that partnership and work and change things and he's and he changes but the focus is not on him it is on her mm-hmm. and her changes will bring her to her truth day 1 mhm that's it that's fun and i love i this is going to sound really sneaky and maybe i mean it this way i love <laughs> that when people book and have those kinds of sessions like i walk away from that being like you can't unhear it you can't yeah. un, you can't unknow what you know <laughs> yeah. now and so if you do go back into those relationships okay you've really really made a conscious choice at that point to choose yeah. that yeah um i'm pretty certain i'm going to see this ellen again i hope so i'm pretty i i hope so it is a, it is a big hope because she has new tools Mm-hmm. And I think her partner in some way could get on board with some of these tools. Every partner could, mm-hmm. if you want to get your head out of your ass. Yes. Mm, and we will see. And it's just to take it one session at a time as to where she's at. That's mm-hmm. what's going to matter, where Ellen is and what she's working on. Good. Well, thank you for preparing. Yeah, my pleasure. That's fun. Okay, so if you guys have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at If you have time today to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or to YouTube or both, that would be greatly appreciated. That helps us have a further reach with all of our content. You can also join us on patreon.com backslash for more emotional intelligence and intuitive intelligence toolkits. Um, and we really just hope you have a great Saturday. Take care.